everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we're here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. My voice is slightly wrecked from yelling at wrestling last night, so I apologize beforehand. Matt, how are you? It's okay, Robbie. It happens to the best of us. We all like to yell at wrestling all the time, constantly. That's what I've been doing all day, yelling at wrestling, not UPS drivers. Notice that I'm not complaining about this uh, Trials of Horror, because honestly, eh, yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, before we get going, I want to remind people, we still have a little bit of time to submit your holiday mailbag questions for this year's episode. Um, go to our Twitter, go to our Patreon, go give it, or email us. Give us uh, questions burning. Like, you're, like, here's an example question. Hey, Matt. Hey, Robbie. What's your favorite X-Men villain? There's an example. That's, that's an that's uh, that's an that's an example of a question you could ask us. Or, what's what Simpsons uh, character do you think deserves a whole episode about them that doesn't have one yet? So that's a different another question you could ask us. Ooh, but if you have any burning questions, questions, burning questions, go go. I'm gonna send out more reminders this week, but make this official. We are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to Patreon.com/slash The Simpson Show. Um, we have some people to thank, Matthew fantastic yeah say it like marv albert uh remind me how marv albert sounds <laughs> it's fine i think i have his voice in my head but i just you know he's a basketball announcer he'd be, he'd be like and i can't i can't do a marv albert the problem is let's see that's the problem i can't really mm, yeah. give you an example I'm not so, sure i can either uh first kegar thank you kegar thank you kegar and lauren wolf thank you lauren thank you lauren this week's episode is trails of horror 20 Episode LABF14 originally aired October 18th, 2009, written by Daniel Chun, directed by Mike B. Anderson and Matthew Schofield. Received a 4.7 rating with 8.7 million viewers. No chalkboard gag, no couch gag, no intro. We just get uh, a opening se- segment sequence. It's like, I don't know. It's not very long. It's about two minutes um, where we get uh, the Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, uh, Mummy, Dracula, Wolfman, they go out for Halloween. They're made fun of because they're lame old monsters. They put on trendy costumes, go into the Simpsons' house, and then I'll cheat on their wives. And kill. And then the wives come up, come beat them up, and kill Homer. That's the intro. Well, Homer gets killed because he says it's not cheating if it's in costume, which, um, no. <laughs> not the way that works, Homer. I mean, I just, it, I don't, it's fine. It's kind of, I don't, <laughs> I, 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 I wish it. I uh, here the, Matt this is going to be my my uh my like I here to start I think this this R is much better than what we've gotten lately um it's definitely the best episode of season 21 so far if you want even though we don't rank them uh comparatively I will say it was light on laughs for me I did not it was laugh. it was it was definitely <laughs> uh light on the whole like oh this is supposed to be funny it's like oh but it's not though. It's interesting, um, especially the uh, first sequence. I didn't really laugh a lot because it was so horrifying, and mm, I laughed at the third uh, story a little bit just because of the theater trappings. But that's really it. The content didn't really get me. Yeah, and like I don't know. I don't need it. Like a series of horror has less of an onus to be super hilarious because it's supposed to be a little scary. At least try. Um, but this is, I think this opening is by far the weakest thing in this episode. Uh, it's only a minute, so who cares? Our first story, we have a dial in for murder or press pound to return to main menu, which is, this is a general send up of Hitchcock. 
um, Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies in general. Um, so we get least it again, most of these are all what six, seven minutes long. So they don't really have a lot of time to develop. I think the strength of this one in for me, especially is it's visual style. Um, it's black and white and they use a lot of Hitchcock shots. I mean, they steal them, you know, basically from different many multiple movies, vertigo, especially. So I think that's the stuff I love. I really like vertigo. So it makes sense that I would really like the way that vertigo and, and some of the more esoteric atmospheric Hitchcock films kind of play with perspective and mess with your mind by the way they use, he uses camera tricks and this whole sequence, the whole scene, the whole segment kind of does that in subtle ways and not so subtle ways. Um, Lisa is in class. That's where we start. We have, this is where we meet Hubert who was featured in a season 34 episode. Right. Even though, Hubert, and who was actually in um, the new episode of this week as well. They mentioned him. That's what, that's what I just said, Matt. The season 34 episode. That's what I'm saying. Um, right. But he was in last week's season 34 episode. He was also in this week's season 34 episode. I, I, dude, I wonder. Okay. So, okay, Matt, we're going to have a new segment every from now on. Hubert watch. I love it. So we got, if Hubert gets a mention, we have to mention it. Like, see if they keep up with this. Okay. How often do they actually mention this new kid that we've never seen before? Um, although Hubert does gets very little time in this episode. He's here just to kind of kick off the plot because Lisa is upset at Hubert. Um, and more like more honestly, she's upset at Miss Hoover because Miss Hoover chooses Hubert over her. And this leads to a proposal from Bart himself. It's time to announce my choice to represent our class at the National Reading Roundup. <laughs> Here it comes. My choice is Hubert Wong. What? Hooray for different face. Congratulations, Hubert. Or should I congratulate your tutor, Amelia, at the homework factory? Your victory is tainted. Asterisk, asterisk. Lisa, don't take it personally. I barely spent any time on this decision. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Lisa Simpson in detention? My horoscope told me I'd see something interesting today, but I thought that meant the horoscope itself. Stupid, Miss Hoover. Yikes. Hubert Wong going to sit. I heard about your run-in with Hoover. Our teacher's the worst. I don't want to talk about it. Listen, you're a smart kid. I bet you like ideas. I do. Well, I just had a whopper. What if you got revenge on Krabappel for me, and I got revenge on Hoover for you? Crisscross! Interesting. With no obvious motive, no one would suspect us. Exactly! Crisscross! Do we have a deal? Thanks, but I'll pass. If I see Crisscross one more time, will that change your mind? Listen, you're a persistent fellow, but I... Crisscross! I'm in. Crisscross. <laughs> Crisscross. Apparently, that's all it takes, and Lisa will be all over it. I mean... Again, this is kind of sending up a lot of Hitchcock plots where people, you know, engage with engage in deadly murders, sometimes um, not with a lot of seeming motivation other than they're just murderous. Um, but it works again. And I think the music, you hear the music, really good send up. of It's very Hitchcock. Yeah, very Hitchcock in music. Very good. Uh, I, I like it a lot. You can and, and there's a lot of these things. I think this is a, a thing I think about a lot with Hitchcock in general is that a lot of the things that he did in film 
and in basically all narrative storytelling is something that you most a lot of people don't even recognize as things he did because they've been used and stolen by so many people over the years and you can see them on display in the segment because they they use a lot of them uh, in such a very short amount of time so Bart and Lisa are doing crisscross revenge so Lisa will get revenge on Edna Bart will get revenge on Miss Hoover and no one will be the wiser, and they can't pin on who who did what. Um, however, there's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> you should have seen the look on Krabappel's face. And you should have seen the look on Hoover's face. In fact, here it is. You killed her? Right, like we agreed. I never said kill. Yeah, because you're smart. You don't say kill. You say prank. Like mom and dad say snuggle when what they really mean is let's lock the door and hug. Well, I didn't kill Mrs. Krabappel. So all you did was ring her doorbell and run? Yeah, ding dong ditch. Ding dong ditch means you kill her. Then you throw that ding dong into a ditch. Jeez, pick up a book. You're a monster. A deal's a deal, little sister. Tomorrow after school, go to her house and TP her. That's it? Just TP her? Yeah, torture and pulverize her. Then ding-dong ditch the body and we're even. I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, Barton, this is uh, operating on a whole different level from everyone else. I mean, it, it, it works in the language of a trio of horror. You know, it's elevated. Yeah. People aren't acting necessarily rationally. Um, murder is kind of commonplace. It, the, so I don't mind this, you know, Matt? It's when this kind of stuff happens in a normal episode. That's when yeah. I go, hmm. Um, Lisa's horrified. She feels sick. And we see her have a chance the next day to kill Edna with a paper cutter, which is a great scene, honestly. I can't really capture it because a lot of it is so visual, but it works really well uh, at kind of teasing that guilt Lisa's feeling. She ends up not killing Edna. She sides with her conscience. Bart is upset, ends up killing Skinner as well. Uh, the the death count. Well, he kills Skinner because he's trying. It's because he he's blackmailing Willie to kill her, I guess, because. Yeah, it's 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 extra on the weird side. I mean, it's it's again, it's again, it's those Hitchcockian things where you're like, oh, well, I have this other person do this thing by doing this horrible thing for them. Etc. Etc. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. They have to get things quickly. So Lisa's worried that if she doesn't hurt Edna, now Willie's going to come after her. So what? What does Lisa do? Lisa goes after Bart. We get a montage here, and this is my favorite part of this, Matt. This is all the visual references because we have a long montage here. It's true because there there are quite a few. We will actually watch several uh, Hitchcock movies uh, for the podcast, and honestly, it's great. Yeah, the they do a really good job at the, the, an homage, multiple homages to multiple Hitchcock films, and they do a really good job of replicating them, uh, adding in the kind of surrealist perspective and 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 camera tricks and all that stuff. It's all really really good, and we get this uh, a montage of Bart basically trying to escape Lisa, um, and eventually we get to a scene where Bart hides on a merry-go-round filled with children. The children leave leaving him alone and vulnerable um, when Lisa has him at her mercy. Go ahead, do it. You're no different from me. We're made from the same dinner. It's pronounced DNA, you idiot. And we are not the same. I am not a murderer, and I never will be. <laughs> well done, Lisa. It was an accident. 
Sure, an accident. Ha! I caramba, you little snot. Um, Bart accidentally gets stabbed in the head with a knife. Accidentally. Uh, and it, totally I, accidentally. I mean, it was accidental, uh, but it is actually really fun. Um, again, it's very Hitchcockian with the way the the, the spatial uh, positioning ends to leads to Bart's death. Uh, and right. is, but again, we, we get the kind of ironic, funny ending with Edna quite happy that Bart is dead. I mean, he did want her. He wanted to kill her, so I don't blame her for feeling. Uh, happy about it. But that is how this uh, segment ends. We end with Lisa and Edna celebrating Bart's death. <laughs> and we go to commercial. And when we come back, we're on to a 28 Days Later spoof. Uh, starting out, uh, we're at Krusty Burger for the launch of a new burger. I'm here at Krusty Burger for the launch of the highly anticipated Burger Squared. Krusty, what can you tell us about this fantastic new sandwich? I'm glad you asked, Kent. We start with grade A beef, feed that to other cows, then kill them and serve the unholy results on a seven-grain bun. Burger squared! The math checks out. Cows eating cows? That's an abomination. Now, Lisa, you're a vegetarian, but these cows have made a different choice. And now this lucky reporter will be the first human to sample this delicious crime against nature. Mmm, juicy, flavorful. With just a hint of... Hey, that's my check-cashing arm, you stupid... Zombies. Matt, you there? Oh, sorry. I was muted. My bad. Uh, so, yes, we get tainted beef. Uh, that gets us to zombies. And now we cut to 28 days later. You know, like that uh, that movie. What was it called, Robbie? Um, um, Night of the Living Dead. That's exactly the one. Thank you. So the family is locked up in the house. They can't go anywhere and get anything. And it's getting rough because they only have fruit to eat. Poor, poor family. Nothing but fruit. Obviously, that would be bad in the long term, but I, it's been like a month. <laughs> I'm going to. This is not. I. I. This is this story is fine. Um, it's not that it's bad or anything. It just doesn't scream twenty eight days later to me. It just screams zombies. Yeah, it's very generic. Yeah, like it could be any. This could be The Walking Dead. I mean, it could be any. You know, twenty eight days later is actually like the there weren't that many zombies in twenty eight days later. A lot of twenty eight days later was about being alone and and living like trying to rebuild and being scared and this there's not a lot of action honestly in 28 days later at least not there's some but you don't you probably remember there being more than there was and i think that this is like it's fine 28 days later zombies i get it but i do like the idea of like mad cow disease and it makes people into zombies that's a good something to kick it off that's fun yeah it's it's very interesting overall yeah all right so uh bart has had enough of this whole, I'm not going to get food. So, so he sneaks out. He sees there's a crusty burger right across the way, and they've got burgers left over. And despite the danger and knowing what causes the zombies, Bart sneaks out and gets one and brings it back. Unfortunately for him, Marge sees him eating it and thinks, oh, Bart is going to become a monster now. We're in big trouble. Uh, so Homer and Marge start trying to kill Bart, but then they realize he should have turned by now. It turns out Bart is immune. Okay, sure. 
Uh, I guess that turns out that he is now the key to a vaccine after a quick call to Dr. Hibbert, who is fending off zombies, who has somehow uh, managed to last 28 days and not a second longer. He's there just long enough to tell him that Bart has to get to the special compound and they can use him to create a cure. Uh, and then Dr. Hibbert dies. <laughs> he goes down to the zombies. Okay, I, whatever. The timing is very convenient, Matt, but I do like his scene where he is. I'm I'm a sucker for a very good like a, someone holds out last stand kind of mm-hmm. moment. It doesn't matter who it is. I always like a good last stand, and and Hibbert's is pretty good. Uh, so yes, once they figure this out, uh, zombies start attacking the entire house because Homer goes outside and says we have to be very quiet, and immediately starts screaming. <sighs> so the house is swarmed by zombies. Rainier Wolfcastle busted to save them is immediately eaten by zombies. I laughed way too hard about that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, that's great. Uh, they're going to eat him immediately. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, being a big badass dude, um, not going to help a whole lot when there are zombies and you stop to pose for the camera. Luckily for the Simpsons, uh, Apu, the smart one, uh, sneaks in, whispers to them to tell them to get out, and he has this cool uh, post-apocalypse uh, warrior jeep kind of thing that he's uh, hooked up. And he gets them to safety because he puts them in the car and starts driving them out of town. And and in the process, uh, explains what's going on. This way. Well, just they can't get any crazier. Apu, how did you survive? Well, as a vegetarian, I did not consume any tainted burgers. And as a convenience store owner, I am armed to the teeth. So, yes, very convenient, right? I mean, again, Matt, uh, I, obviously, there's... <laughs> you have to fit this in six minutes. You know? Like, I know, I know. I, mean, I, have, I, I just think it's really funny, honestly. They have to cut corners. And if, honestly, yeah. Hey, Apu, they explain it. Like, they could have not explained it, but they go, like, yeah, Apu wouldn't have eaten the burgers. And yeah, he has been. He's, they've shown Apu having weapons before. There's, you could certainly, you know, sell me on Apu in those, you know, he's ready, he's prepared. Apu does strike me as a very prepared kind of guy. And here, I'm, this is, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, this is me, um, finding a, a new read on this, a new spin, because I don't think it was necessarily intended. But Apu, as a person of color, there's some very interesting reflections back on Night of the Living Dead and how the protagonist was a black man. Like, I think that's I think that's interesting having a, a you have an, a, someone who is capable and, and ready being your I mean, he ends up getting killed. But you know what I mean? It, well, the, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's there. I mean, to be fair, the, the protagonist is Night Living Dead. Also, he also gets killed, but that's he gets killed because of racism. Um, well, yeah, Pooh gets killed because of, of uh, Pooh Apu gets Apu gets killed because of convenience sake like, for a joke. Really, he yeah, gets, yeah it's supposed Apu, to be a joke. Apu gets left for a joke, which you know it's fair. Happens from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, speaking of which, uh, the Apu, in order to get out of town, I guess has to jump over a giant fence. Uh, which I believe is another homage to 20 Days Later, which I haven't seen, but I assume uh, has to use some kind of rocket boosters on his Apocajeep. Uh, Apocal Jeep? Apocal car? Whatever. You, uh, first, <laughs> you had it the first time, Matt. You don't need to overthink it. 
Okay, good. Uh, so Apu yeah, has to use the rockets on his Jeep to get over, and they land on top of a trash pile, and they aren't the wheels can't get any traction, and they can't go anywhere. So Apu uh, knows they have to get Bart to safety, so he gets out and gives him a little push, and then they drive off without him, despite the fact that he's not dead or infected yet. And there's a really great gag of him running after, what are you doing? You were supposed to wait for me at the bottom of the hill! And then getting eaten by zombies, because, you know, it's a gag. I wish he got a better last stand moment. That's my my only. I do as well. Yeah. I, I want. The, I, wish, I, I wish he had taken a shotgun and just go to town on him. Yeah, exactly. Give me a little bit, a little bit of that. You know, we got one with Hibbert. Give him. Give me. Like you can pivot from the joke to the serious. I don't know. Okay. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. So, uh, at this point, they run out of gas because somehow in every apocalypse, I mean, 28 days, it's fine. They're still using gas. But in every apocalypse, even decades from now, they're all still using gas. It's like, yeah, do you know what incredible infrastructure is required to refine gas? It's a lot. After like don't two Matt, or three Matt, years, don't, all the gas will Matt, be gone. you can't. Don't. I know. I know. I'm the science nitpicker. It's my job, Robbie. Just let me do it and get it, get it over with. So, <laughs> they run out of gas and they have to stop and try and, you know, walk there. Uh, and they find uh, a zombie, and Homer gets bitten because, of course, he does. Homer's a moron, uh, and he starts to turn. And so Bart is more than ready to kill Homer, but Marge says, "Oh no, they can save Homer with Bart's, you know, blood or whatever they're going to need from him." Uh, so they they you know have Homer tag along, and Homer's not particularly murderous, uh, unlike all the rest of the zombies. So maybe his DNA is the reason Bart's kind of immune. We don't know. But Homer kind of acts like himself, which says a lot about Homer's personality in general. Uh, But when they get to Bart to the safe zone, they find out the cure is not that great. Let us in. We have the chosen one. Welcome, son. To survive, all we must do is eat your flesh. Hold on. There, Bob, what kind of civilized people eat the body and blood of their savior? Mm. There must be another way. <sighs> Time has passed. Children play in the streets. At night, there is music and laughter. And all we had to do was let Bart take a bath in our food. Hey, Lee's, want some soup? <laughs> so yes that is the end uh bart bays in the food and sometimes that makes them immune to the weird thing but we're done with zombies and we go to commercial i i don't i don't mind this uh this segment there's some fun bits in it with the zombies matt it you know i think it does obviously the Simpsons have done zombies at Trails of Heart before, but I feel like, you know, oh, with, 20, well, yeah. with 28 days later and you have the fast zombies and that it's a little bit more modern take on zombies. I do appreciate them revisiting it and doing a decent job at it. But this ending is uh, it's like, it's so uh, dumb. <laughs> it's not like the food we have to eat food that Bart bathes with. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I wanted a little bit. Also, I wanted something darker. It's like, you know, Trails of Heart is when you do the dark endings. But whatever. Uh, we come back. Third story is there's no business like Mo business, uh, which yeah. I have a lot of questions about, Matt. And maybe you can help me. I, Robbie, I'm going to tell you right out. I have no idea what's going on with this, but I'm here for it. I am not. So I don't think I am here for it. I think I'm. I. <laughs> there's some stuff that I think is. <laughs> clever and fun in this and then there's other things i have no idea what's going on 
and I have no idea what the point of this is, and some things that I think are very misguided. Um, this is ostensibly a parody of Sweeney Todd. And I know, ostensibly, ostensibly it's not really. It's like, it, it's not, though. I mean, it sort of is, but he only kills a single person. He doesn't, it's not, in Sweeney Todd, they kill a bunch of people. And the, and it's like an active assembly line. Uh, it, okay. I, I, and also like, I know Sweeney Todd like breaks the fourth wall a little bit, but this segment is like constantly breaking the fourth wall because it, this, it, this is what really threw me off, Matt, where it, it acts like the Muppet show. <laughs> It really does. The entire time, something just incredibly weird is going on, and you're just like, "What? What is up with this? I don't understand." Like, like we see it, it. It is a stage production, but we see that it's a stage production. Like the camera shows, like the 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 stage shifting and changing as they are moving settings, and and the and the the the, the stage itself moving around of curtains moving and falling. We cut to the audience multiple times. We cut to crew and to like the special effects of people on wires and machinery moving things around. Like I, I like there's a part of me that respects them doing this weird thing, but there's also a part of me that would go this would just be what better in the world are you doing yeah this would just be better like there's a part of me goes this would just be better if it was just the story like i don't need to see bad jokes from the audience I, like i don't need to see kang and Kodis in the audience i don't need to see like a weird joke about like horses pulling machinery around in the backstage of the crew like i, I, I it's not funny to me maybe they did that because they thought the regular stuff was kind of plain I don't know. This is basically an operetta. It's mostly singing. There's some dialogue, but it's mostly singing. Um, we start with Mo. This is a Mo-centered segment, so we start with Mo, his opening song, uh, until an unfortunate accident happens to Homer. Oh, why can't no girl love a guy with this mug? Whose mother declared you're too ugly to hug. How's about pouring me a beer, ugly? How about some of my new micro brew? Must be another mouse in a pipe. Let's see if this cobra solves it. Nothing. <sighs> Just one side wish Cupid would draw back his bow and shoot me ugly whose standards are low. Woohoo! An unattended tap. Like taking beer from a baby. I'm unlucky in love. I'm unlucky in luck. Ah! Oh my god, Homer! Just try to relax. Okay, don't relax. Don't relax. Oh my, the most awful thing just happened. What is it, Mo? Um, she's so beautiful. It makes my heart take way. Look at me. I can fly. Ow. Ow. Ah. 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 <laughs> um, Marge, Homer uh, just ran out saying he don't love you, and he never did. He what? Help me. That's, uh, that's me. I've been taking ventriloquism lessons. <laughs> Huh? Huh? Uh, so I'm in a weird place with this one because uh, I feel like, I, <laughs> which I, is is understandable. I 
I think I enjoy the jokes most in this one, but I kind of hate the story. <laughs> I, I I don't like any well, of it. Well, yeah, because it's just it's just Sweeney Todd. It's just well, oh, it's... Homer's blood gets into the beer and makes it good. I guess I that that is one of the big stretches. Like, okay, you're selling me that beer with blood in it tastes better. I'm like, you're crazy. Okay, <laughs> I've guess what I've I've had blood in my mouth. Not it. Not no one likes the taste of it. Tastes like pennies. It's gross. Copper. Uh, beer would not be better with penny taste, copper taste in it. No one wants that. So that's the first like, okay, guys, that's a swing and a miss. But also like the story is built around me following Mo wanting to woo Marge after her husband is dead. Or dying, and that's the other thing. Like, are we supposed to buy that Homer is just alive on those pipes for a week or so? Like, yeah, that, 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 that he would die immediately, yeah. immediately be dead right away. Um, okay, whatever. I do think, like, I the the bits here where Homer, you know, is yelling and Mo tries to pass off as uh, as a ventriloquist act. Uh, that that I'm like, oh, that's fun. That's a fun thing. It's it's dark suitably dark for a sheriff's bar. So, and we also, you heard a fire extinguisher going off there. I'm like, you see stage movement, you see the crew and you see Mo try to fly and fail because of malfunctioning rigs or something. I don't, it's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a, a whole th- thing. It's a thing. So, um, this is where we see blood get into this beer, which I guess Mo is running a microbrewery. Again, strange. That's the one conceit for this, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's Mo a microbrewery. <laughs> Mo is everything's a microbrewery, and it's a huge equipment. It's all down. It's in the basement. Okay, um, it get Homer's blood gets into the brew, and it makes it taste better. And we get. I'm not gonna. I could not pull. I basically have to pull this entire segment if you want to hear all the songs because it would it be everything. Um, there's very little actual. Yeah, it's, like Robbie said, it's an operetta. It's basically all of it. Yeah, um, and the songs are fine. I think that's the other thing, Matt. The songs aren't like I don't know. I did not. They, none of them worked for me. I think they're all fine. Uh, I think most of them are fine. And then I I did pull the clip for the one that is inexplicable to me. So we <laughs> we have you, you'll hear it in a second. So uh, Marge gets a a blood beer, loves it. All the 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 bar flies get blood beer. They love it. Um. And then, and then we cut to the audience. We see Codis and Kang making their customary appearance. I, and that's the weird thing about this, Matt, is like, obviously they can't do the entire Sweeney Todd in six minutes, but they make a f- very big focal point about, oh, the beer makes the blood, the blood makes the beer better. And wouldn't, wouldn't the, then the thing be like, well, more people come in because they want to taste this really special beer. So Mo has to kill more people. Right? Right? Sort of, yeah. Basically, uh, the, in theory, the interesting part. In theory, that's how this would work, right? And Monessa doesn't necessarily want to kill people, but he wants success. And you would think, well, and Mo being successful would help him get March. That's how I w- would think that this would go. If they had more time, that's I, I, yeah, that's I guess I that's a, if they had more time. But instead, it's just like they, we basically cut to a week later. Homer's still alive somehow. It is a literally, and they say textually, it is a week later. So Homer has been impaled by terrible pipes 
for a week. Although they do, at this point, we get also a weird thing where Mo has to vamp and improv in front of the audience because Homer doesn't have his costume on yet. Yeah, that to me was the weirdest part of this where I'm just like, what is going on here? I'm I'm so confused. Again, it's the Muppet Show. That's what I'm saying, man. This feels like the Muppet Show, which does not, like, I, I don't, I really don't like dark, weird Muppets. I don't like the old Peter. I don't like Meet the Feebles. I don't like uh, Avenue Avenue Q. Is that is that's what I'm thinking of, right? With the the what? You don't like Avenue Q? I don't like I don't like filthy Muppets, man. Okay, don't give me. I don't okay. want profane. I want pure, wholesome Kermit. Okay, I just I want that. Okay, I, Muppet Show's perfect. <laughs> okay. I don't want. I don't want them cursing at me. I don't want them singing about sex or being gross like they are in the old Peter Jackson movies. I just, I can't. I don't know what it is. There's a, a block in my head that I hate it. It just makes me feel gross. Um, maybe it's because I so closely associate Sesame Street and the Muppets with puppets. And when I see that used that way, I'm like, don't do that. Even though it's not, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not like Jim Henson owns the idea of Muppets or puppets. He owns Muppets, but puppets, you can do whatever you want with them. But I don't know. Maybe it's just my association. So Homer's still alive. We get all this weird fourth wall stuff. And then this, Matt, this is, we have Mo saying he has a letter from Homer for March. He says written in, and then they make the joke written on my stationery in my voice with my idioms. And then we cut to Homer singing a song that I guess is in the letter. Well, Homer's been gone a whole week, huh? Oh, in an unrelated matter, I just put on cologne and shaved my knuckles. I'm still hoping Homer will come back. Marge, I've got some bad news to give you. It's a letter from Homer on my stationery in my handwriting using my idioms and speech patterns. And it begins... Dear Midge, you probably hate me by now, and if you don't, what's wrong with you? But don't give up on men. Bart, Linda, and the other one there need a dad. That does sound like Homer. The reason I left you is simple. I'm gay? Yeah, read on. It gets gayer. Well, turning gay the other day, a thought occurred to me. I'd like to try most every guy from here to Timbuktu. Oh, there's so many men around the world of every shape and size. I want a nibble on Jamaican jerks and teriyaki thighs. I want a French kiss a Frenchman and spoon an English duke. Cause frankly, dear, to not be queer just makes me want to puke. So find yourself a man who'll want you in the sack. I recommend our dear old friend, bartender Moses Lack. Let us don't lie. So what do you think, Marge? Will you give Mo a throw? This is one of the most inexplicable things in all of Simpsons history. I'm so confused, Robbie. What and why? I, 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 I don't... Uh, my only explanation... Like, I'm going to tell you right now, Matt. I would like this segment probably 50% more... If this wasn't in it, but I watched this. You're correct. This I, I'm able to go without it, but you're right. This makes no sense. It is the weirdest damn thing. I, I don't know what it is. Like, 
I f- have a feeling the writer's room had the idea of like, well, we're going to write. The- and like, I like the gag of Mo writing a letter in his own words and then acting like Homer wrote it. That's funny. But when it cuts to a full song and dance number of Homer just singing about how gay he is, I don't know what this is. I don't think it's offensive, but I don't like it. I don't. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's like, is this offensive? Probably not. But also, did you really need to spend that much time on it? I mean, Dan Castellano has a beautiful singing voice, but he got to talk about something else. The song is like it has a good tune. All all the songs in this have good. Like the the songs are competent and they work. Um, it it's more that did we need a we need thirty seconds to a minute of Homer singing about how gay he is? Like I'm really gonna sing a really over the top song about gayness, and you're like, what? is going on because um, it just befuddles me and again. And, and this is a very dramatic tonal shift. I think that is a, a big part of it. And why I think I don't like it very much is like, this is supposed to be Sweeney Todd, right? Right. But it turns, it has this weird, it, all it is, is weird courtship. There's nothing else in it. And then you, and you have this big song that takes up a, a big chunk of time that it's just about Homer being gay. And it feels very silly and not and like Homer is going to be losing Marge and he's dying and like shouldn't there be a little bit more less levity in this mo- I don't know um Marge has moved on I guess this letter convinced her uh she's sad because she's doing it but she decides to do it anyway she cries and a teardrop falls down on Homer's head which makes him alive again <laughs> I think is what it's doing that's the best I can tell, yeah. Okay, one of Marge's tears has magical powers. Um, Mo starts singing to Marge about being a pervert when Homer comes up from the basement, still impaled on brewery equipment. Before you do, I just gotta warn you, Marge. My taste for romance is kinda perverse. I can only make love in the back of a hearse. Plus, I gotta be dressed as a civil war nurse. And then when I'm finished, I'll go through your purse. But you could do worse. I could do worse. We're proof that you you could do worse. She couldn't possibly do worse. Does this mean you still love me? Of course I do, Marge. Can you still love a man who's half beer? I always have. To love. We hope you enjoy this year's Halloween show. Treehouse of Horror number XX. And that's how it ends. As Homer, like Robbie said before, that Homer hops up with all the stuff that's still attached to him. It's very obviously like an attachment because, you know, again, it's a stage play. And it's just the weirdest thing. I yeah, I don't know I mean, what to make of any of this. It, it Again, it feels like it's very Muppety in the Muppet show. But there is no other nods to that. And it's in a Treehouse of Horror episode. And it's also Sweeney Todd. Like, I, I think my, like, I don't, I'm not down on this necessarily like i don't think it's bad but it is very muddled and feels very much like hey we have like six ideas let's smush them all together 
Yeah, um, it's like, oh, what if Treehouse of Horror was a play? And, oh, what if uh, yeah, something else weird? Yeah, like, they just, like... This and this, and it's Mo singing, but it's also, but it's, uh, but it's also with Sweeney Todd. But also, we can see, but they break the fourth wall constantly, and also, okay, I, uh, it's weird. It has, like, I will say that this is the funniest segment to me. It actually has like written jokes in it, where kind of the, the first two don't have much of way of that. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's very strange. I think. I like them taking weird jabs at stuff, especially in Trust of Horror. I'm much more forgiving when they go, oh, let's do a weird thing. We don't know if it's good in a Trust of Horror, as long as they're trying. You know, not a, oh, we ran out of time, so we made something bad. Um, but I don't know. That's how it ends with this, the everyone, all of the audience all coming out and saying goodbye. Again, Muppet Show. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not. That's the other thing about this, Matt, that I'm always like, wait a minute. Did they try for this? Is this intentional or is this a mistake? And I'm not sure in this case. I think if they're... this to me feels very intentional, it could not be this weird and just wacky without it being intentional. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt in this particular case and say this was intentional. It was a little weird. The gay thing is just that. No. Well, that's but what beyond I'm... that. That's what I mean, Matt. Why is that there? Why is there a whole song about Homer wanting to have sex with a lot of men from different places? In this otherwise episode, this otherwise this segment is about Mo using Homer's death at to gain, you know, both court Marge and theoretically make more money at his bar with beer blood blood beer whatever we'll rank these segments at the end of the show we don't have to fix this episode it's a trials of horror you can't fix the trials of horror really uh not in the, the proper way that we typically would do fix this episode so we we won't do that we will however move on to our next segment it's time for comments in the news group okay here we are alt.nerd.obsessive Comments News Group is where I ask our patrons over there on patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Leave their thoughts, their review for an episode. I'll read them on the air first from Casey. Thank God this treehouse came when it did because not only do we deserve a break after these first few episodes, but this is actually a really good treehouse. First segment, a black and white Hitchcock parody is such an easy win for me. Simple concept for Lisa and Bart. Love the visuals of Edna reaching under the paper cutter and the surreal chase sequence. Animators really knocked it out of the park. Second segment is a neat concept for how it's framed. Love how suddenly the camera starts shaking and the title card comes up on the TV. I also love the chase sequence around the house. Perspective change during the chase was very unique. My biggest laugh was, unfortunately, that's the last book in the world. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, there's a, there's a gag about <laughs> we didn't We didn't mention that, but the last book in the world is Arsenio. Our gag, Arsenio's book about Arsenio. His memoir, autobiography. Uh, and finally, Sweeney Todd is one of my favorite musicals of all time. And I love how the star of this one is an interesting set and borrowing the horror concept without just putting a character in the Sweeney Todd role in a direct parody. Shows what a labor of love it is to put on a show. Love Homer rushing backstage to get his makeup done in time for the scene change. Such a strong trail, so no losers in my book, which is a rarity in these later seasons. Uh, next from Dara. Oh my gosh, this was really fun. The art styles were fantastic for all three clips. The opening was a good time. And the You Could Do Worse song will be stuck in my head all week. This was a great addition to the Treehouse collection. I'd even go as far as say, I would even go as far as say this is the best episode of season twenty one. But as we know, Treehouse of Horror episodes don't count to the grand list. So sorry, Robbie. By technicality, the best episode of season twenty one is still Homer the Whopper. I disagree, Dara. Uh, from Derek, this is probably the best Treehouse since Treehouse of Horror. What? 
Derek, what are you doing to me? 14. If you feel a butt coming on, you'd be right, as I don't really think that's a high bar to reach. None of these segments reach any real heights, but they are marginally more entertaining than recent entries. Some of the parody material is a bit off, though, because I absolutely love 28 Days Later and Sweeney Todd. Yet the segments that are supposedly spooking them really don't put me in mind of the source material at all. At least this is a bit more bloody and horror-y than Transformers and whatever non- other nonsense we had to sit through last time around. Uh, next from JJ. I enjoyed this. The intro with the old movie monsters is kind of lame, but the first and third segments are fun and creative in what they do with their source material. They really commit to the Hitchcock style in segment one, the third being an actual play within the show. I can't say it was as scary or unsettling as the best trailers of horrors. It was surprisingly funny throughout. I laughed especially hard at You Can Apologize in Hell. I guess I could. And most fake letter to March. It's a letter from Homer, written on my stationery, in my handwriting, using my idioms and speech patterns. Easily the best HD episode so far. Uh, from Tim. Yes, this is the best Treehouse collection in some time. Dial M for murder or press hash. Uh, hash I'm about to say hashtag. Press pound to return to main menu. For being so short, this did have a bit of mystery involved, specifically how Lisa would get back at Bart. Love the Hitchcock conclusion is reiterated what a sad life Edna has. Her apartment, using the art room blade to cut a cigar. Halloween ranking number 14. Don't have a cow mankind. This one dragged on a bit, but there were good scenes describing the madness Springfield fell into, knowing the release of The Burger Squared. Halloween ranking number 31, and there's no business like Mo Business. This was fantastic. For once, I enjoyed Homer in a could-be-controversial role that easily could have been screwed up. Even enjoyed the King and Codis and Agnes Skinner non-sequiturs. Halloween ranking number 7. Um, and a late edition from Mr. Simpson's writer. Frankenstein monster dressed as Spongebob. This was sitting on a sticky note on my cubicle for days. That's, uh... <laughs> see this is where i'm starting to poke holes in mr simpson's writer because there's no way they have a cubicle they don't get their own desks come on that's true you you're at one spot of the table you can get a computer matt Groening's just standing there with a whip ready to hit you that's all that's all you get simpson's writer you're trying to your, your story's starting to fall apart um that's it for uh comments and news group appreciate all y'all for both for supporting the show and for leaving the reviews it's very kind um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite moment of cartoon violence in the show? Lots of really good answers. Matt, take it away. All right, first up uh, from Dara. Going to cheat and give two. My immediate reaction is Willie getting an axe to the back in each story from Trios 4 or 5. But the more I thought about it, uh, I have to go with Sideshow Bob stepping on rakes. Is it typical violence? No. But will always make me laugh? Indubitably. From Timothy. It may sound a bit tepid, but as with all things, it goes back to Homer falling out of the back of the ambulance and down the gorge, both the OG and the 138th episode versions. Not exactly ultra-violence, but even after 30-plus years, gets me every time. From Tim. I'll just go with the unfortunate life that was and still is Hans Mole Man. <laughs> From JJ, Frank Grimes' is death. I don't need safety gloves because I'm Homer's zap. Which, yes, that would absolutely happen. Uh, from Derek, I love the gory OTT violence in early South Park, but it's definitely not the kind of thing I want in my Simpsons. But when the regular Simpsons episodes did have violence, it was always so effective because it was such a rarity. I think I'll go for the extra bloody version of Homer's fall down Springfield Gorge. That early, deeper color palette made that a little bit of blood pop and make it seem a lot more visceral than it is. Uh, from Matt Wayscast, it sounds like a cop-out, but still laugh every time Will gets the axe in Treehouse of Horrify. <laughs> People like Will getting axe. <laughs> this is indeed a disturbing universe. Also, Sideshow Bob stepping on rakes is a classic. From Matt L. Columbia 88, Homer falling down the Springfield Gorge Galooty Tunes cartoon. From Matt Yes, it's Aaron. I always found Ned getting shot twice by Tony's henchman in Homie the Clown to be very jarring. 
Well, oh, he had the he had the Bible, and and the piece of the true cross. Piece of the true cross. Yeah. Uh, from about hey, two hundred, Wiggum rolling down a hill in a garbage can and then exploding for no apparent Oh man, I forgot about that one. All right, I'm gonna have to change my answer. Uh, from at Brave New, Homer punching Lenny from behind, the spilling of coffee is a surprise, and realness are so good and are so good animated. From at Board to ATX, the tiny click sound Homer lands on the fire hydrants. Oh, that's a good one, Robbie. What is your answer? Not the elephants. <laughs> that, that, that's always going to be my answer. It is absurd. It is. I mean, Bob kind of bends the rules of normal Simpsons physics anyway. They, he he's more cartoony character. He lets in when episodes he appears in. It, he generally helps kind of stretch the rules, bounds of what the the physics of the Simpsons are. But still, he had stepped on by elephants. He would be dead in so many ways. Super but, dead. Super dead. But nothing funnier to me. I don't know. It might be one of the hardest things I laugh at in The Simpsons still. It's just Kelsey Grammer, Sideshow Bob, yelling, not the elephants. I don't know. It just gets me. Uh, it's so it's so perfect. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? So I have two. I'm going to cheat. Uh, one is an itchy and scratchy, uh, but that doesn't technically count for the answer to this. Uh, so itchy and scratchy is when <laughs> itchy ties scratchy's tongue around the moon and the moon reels in and squashes scratchy. I'm sorry. That's just hilarious to me. I don't know why. It's just so incredibly dumb and hilarious. And finally, I'm going to have to go. I I was going to go Homer falling in the gorge, but when Jenny reminded me of Wiggum rolling down a hill as the uh, beer stein guy waving outside the deaf uh, brewery and then it explodes for no apparent reason. That is fantastic. It is absolutely beautiful. And I have to go with that one. It is a good answer. It's a good, they're all good. They're all good. All the choices are good. I would, I, I think all of them are very funny. Next week's question now for something completely different. What's your favorite Hitchcock movie? Oh man, that's going to be a tough one. I already tipped my hand a little bit, but it's fine. Uh, post, I'll post this on our social media, Twitter at some pod. Uh, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. And you can email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Any of those places, uh, I do my best to combine, compound, put them all in a list and read them on the air. Uh, although I'm not perfect, I miss things from time to time because I'm a human man and caffeine fails my brain. <laughs> once in a while. Robbie's awake for a large portion of the days, guys. So sorry. About I that. don't sleep enough. It's really a problem. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the new Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. The no Google trivia challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions: one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. We are tied so far this season, eight to eight, Matt. Neck and neck. Ooh. So close. Yep. Four episodes in, we're tied. Or three episodes in, we're tied. I'm happy with a tie. All right. That's probably, maybe the, maybe that's why I lose. Because I'm I, I'm happy with a tie, and I don't have the killer instinct or big brain that Matt has. <laughs> okay, Matt, you ready for an easy question? Ready. In Bart of Darkness, the Simpsons acquire what object? I believe that's a swimming pool, right? That is correct. Okay. Uh, all of your questions today, since this is Trios of Horror, are about Kang and Kodos. Oh, God. Your easy question, what presidents do Kang and Kodos replace? Well, technically, they only replace one president. Sorry, but... what what two presidential <laughs> candidates do they replace? Um, Bill Clinton and Bob Dole. You are correct. Bob Dole. He, the easiest, anyone can do a Bob Dole. It's so easy to do. 
Yeah, right. He, it really was a layup for all the people like from Saturday Night Live in 1995. All right, uh, Matt, your meme question. What swimming pools does the salesman show the Simpsons? There are four answers. You've, you've asked me this before. Of course I have. Um, okay. There is the lightning magnet, the InstaRust, the Tinkler, and... Oh, man. Um, what is the last one? For some reason, I can't remember the fourth one, so you got me on that. The fourth and final one is the Hick Tub. The Hick Tub. How, how you're you're a failure. I Matt. know. How dare know. you? Couldn't remember it's, the Hick it's Tub. A, it's an above ground pool that well, had to be one of the names. The only problem is Matt is that it costs you a point. You get a single I know. point. I know. Instead of two. I appreciate that. But All also, right, I'm an idiot because I asked you the same question again. I can't remember anything. <laughs> All right, your medium question. In Trios of Horror 11, what company offers to put Kang and Kodos in a commercial? 11, right? You said 11? Yep, 11. Trios of 11 for season 10. Or no, sorry, season 12. Yeah, I know. Going the wrong way there. Yeah, season 12, I could not... Matt, I will say this is in a stinger at the end. It's not the actual, it's not one of the three skits. company wants to put Kang and Kodos in a commercial? Mm-hmm. Uh, Duff Light. Duff. Duff Ooh, Beer. Whoop, sorry, it is, it is Old Navy. All right. No, I, I just guessed a Simpsons com- uh, uh, company, and I I just bought I just bought clothes at Old Navy yesterday. I don't see any. I didn't see alien appropriate clothing at Old Navy, but maybe I didn't look in the right section. All right, your hard question, Matt. Who sold the head of lettuce Lisa finds in the Flanders fridge? Um, it is. I believe it's Schumann Farms. This isn't. I don't. I re- this. Is- <laughs> What is this, Robbie? When they do the wipe away gag, you know I want to pay attention to that. What? 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 Like what? This is what I'm against, guys. This is what I'm. This is what I'm facing. Like it's impossible. It's like Matt is the Terminator. He's like he's he, he will not stop until you are dead. So yeah, you're right, Matt. It's human farms. Yes. All right, your hard question, and I have asked you this before. You have asked me this before, oh, but I I just really love this question. Yes. And you have you have a chance for a bonus point. Oh, okay. What are the four choices Marge is offered to be impregnated by Kang? I don't think I have some thoughts of like my guesses. I don't think any of them are actually right though. Um, John Travolta. Like, do I have to give locations too? No, it's just the locations. There just are no loca- people. It's just. Yeah. He, doesn't she like? Doesn't he shape shape change too or something? Or am I thinking of uh, a no. different trio of you're thinking of different dress of war. This is where he just shoots with a ray gun, and he's just like, "Oh, where do you want to do this?" And he offers these four locations. Okay, there's like a. I know that there's like um, there's a couple sexy ones, and then there's one that's like a back alley, something, something. Back alley behind a pool hall is. I think that's the joke, gross one, um, which I think is the one that Marge actually picks. Uh, regardless if I'm right, she does pick the gross one. I think. Um, like I think there is like a '70s style love nest. Like with a heart-shaped bed and everything, I don't, I can't, I don't think I can remember the actual words he uses. Um, I think there's a maybe there's a or maybe the maybe the back the joke was like the backseat of a Lincoln or something. So I'm gonna say that too. And then my final answer is um, penthouse suite of a fancy hotel, Caesar's Palace. Let's say. All right. Well, I'm sorry, Robbie. You got none of them. <laughs> Great. That's really good. Um, it's the alley behind a porno theater. Ah, an airplane bathroom, the backseat of a Camaro, and a friend's wedding. 
I don't even get backseat of a, you're like you're not even gonna throw backseat of a Camaro at me, or back alley. Like I got I mean you got the, you got alley and a backseat, so I'll give you one point. I mean I'll take it. I need it. Like I'm down three points now. Like one episode, that's all that happens. See how fast that is? Matt's like a he's like he's like yeah, you're like a like a <laughs> Clint Eastwood in like a, you know in the 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 man with no name trilogy. You're just like shoot me down, no pity, no remorse, no mercy. Your dark eyes shoot me with a gun. I'm at this. Whatever. It's not that bad. It's just trivia. But still. Um, this is another thing that I've, I've recently realized that I never really thought about much, Matt. You go to trivia every week. It's Yes, but not about The Simpsons. No, but you're like, you practice with trivia. Like thinking about questions and answers. I don't practice at all. I let my brain erode every week. I actively work to actually actively work to erode my brain because I write every day and it actually, I'm pretty sure is destroying me slowly. I have no chance. There's no way I can't beat this monolith, this monster of a man, Matt Ham. All right. That's it for trivia today. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we send the segment we send the segment we end every episode with It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This is obviously not on our normal ranking. We rank the Trials of Heart segments separately. So let's start, Matt. Uh, we're going to start with Hitchcock. Dial in for murder or press pound to return to main menu. Where does it go? Mm, honestly, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, it's not great. Um, hmm. I think it's it's uh, here. Let's let's start here. It let's say I let's start with it's the Grand Pumpkin Mill House. Is it better or worse? That's exactly that? where I was looking. I kind of like it's the Grand Pumpkin Mill House. I'm pretty sure it's the best one from last season by far. Um, it's the only one I've noticed. I kind of like this is better than yeah. the, this is better than the Grand Pumpkin Mill House. You think so? I really like the Grand Pumpkin one, man. It's fun, but Grand Pumpkin Mill House also has really weird racist stuff in it. That is true. That is true. I, I, I think this is better than Desperately Zeking Xena. It's um, I yeah I it I just started there because it's fresh. But Grand yeah. Pumpkin Millhouse, I I I'm not as it's fun, but it's I'm not as high on it as a lot of people. Yeah. Are. What is what is life's a glitch? Then you die. I think I'm not sure. Actually, I want to say that that is the. I think I'm wrong though. Yeah, I'm wrong. Life's a glitch, then you die is the Y2K. Oh, yeah. Hmm. The Y2K, I like this one. With, which ends with the the the, the Homer hit in the – he hits the – I think that's the one where he hits the um, – Lisa, like, Lisa takes Marge with her on the ship that leaves, and Homer and Bart are on a ship going towards the sun with all the B celebrities like Polly Shore, Spike Lee, whatever. Um it's fun. I think this is better. I, I agree. Uh, I was actually looking at, I think it's better than sitting in the clones or Homer's clone. Cause I, I don't, I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, the real thing for me is stop the world. I want to go off. I think this is better than that, but I'm not sure. I don't remember what that one is to be perfect. Uh, that's the one where Bart and Milhouse have the uh, stopwatch oh, that stops time and then she breaks. It's very good. It's very funny. Um, I think you're, I think you're right. This is better than that. 
Um, this is when we start getting into the real, the real tough territory because that's number 21 is Genesis tub. And I, if I could, if I could divide this list in twain from the top to the, like, Hey, this is clearly all really good stuff above it. This is where I would, it'd be like, Oh, Genesis tub, hunger of the damned King Homer, easy bait coven monkey's paw. Like all these are good to great. Even, um, I think this is below. I think you can't crack it. I don't think this can crack Genesis Tub. I think this is below Genesis Tub. I would agree. I, oh, I, the question for me was never: is it above Genesis Tub? It's that is it directly below Genesis Tub, or is it uh, below Stop the World? I want to goof off. I think. This I think. Is, I think I would put it above. Stop yeah, the World. I I agree with you. I think this is. It's more visually interesting, and I think it's more engaging. Honestly, like Stop the World, I want to go off. It's just jokes. It's not. Uh, there's not the story itself is not. Anything to write home about, I would argue. Um, so that is Dial M for Murder or Press Pound. I don't like the long title, but I'll forgive it for that. Um, next up, we have Don't Have a Cow, Mankind. It is, I don't, I think I would put it definitely below Dial M for Murder. I think I'd put it probably below, not super high on this one. I think it's fine. I think it's. I would put this right below Island of Dr. Hibbert, maybe? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm looking as well. Um, I mean, it's, it's definitely better to fright, to fright, to creep, and scare. Oh, God. Uh, Reaper Madness. Is that the one where Homer becomes the Grim Reaper? Yes. That is the one where he... Okay. So, <sighs> I'm going to say, I, I would put this one right uh, beneath Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores, because I've grown a costume on your face. If I remember correctly is the one where people become their costumes because of the witch's curse. Yes. I think this is better than that. It's not great, but it's more interesting than that in general. So you're well, you want to put this three higher than where I have it. Basically, just because Reaper Madness is okay. I don't know if Dr. Hammer is pretty good, but I, I, I think I have something against the, the costume episode for some reason. <laughs> I the costume episode is fun, man. Like it has fun character designs because all the like there's a whole bunch of supporting That's characters. That's true, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they all get all these fun Halloween costumes that they kind of become. And yeah, it's like a, it's just a novelty and kind of a gimmick. But this is kind of just zombies. Like I don't know. I it's it's fine, but it's also not. The ending's kind of lame. It's not super funny. I don't know. I think it's not bad. But it's it's fine, and I don't. I think I like. I'm going to costume on your face, Reaper Madness, Island of Doctor Herbert are all flawed. I acknowledge, but they actually have jokes in them. I laugh at them, and they're the fun. The character designs are really fun. And aside from a maybe a poo in this, no one else. They don't really do anything fun with any of the other characters. A poo's the only like a hey, post post apocalyptic warrior kind of. Like he, he's you know he's dressed differently he as his cool jeep and the weapons and all that, but it's just like it's zombies. Like I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's fair. You're you're entirely correct about that. It's just zombies. I guess I really appreciate Apu being the one to save them, uh, and Rainer Wolf Class will get eaten uh, for doing nothing. So I was like, oh, all right. You know what? That's pretty good. It's a pretty good uh, uh, send up of 28 days. Later. So you want to you are you firm? 36 is where you want it. Uh... Yeah, I think I think thirty six is a good spot. Well, then I'm pretty firm on thirty nine. That means we're gonna have to the worst word compromise. In the, yeah, worst word in the English language compromise. Um, so does that mean thirty seven or thirty eight? I'd say thirty eight. 
Okay. I'm going to put it between. I've I put it below. I've got a costume costume on your face. I'm going to put it below Reaper Madness. I think you just don't like. I've got a costume on your face because you have to say that. Maybe that is and, it, and, and it's word. Sa- it's a little bit of word salad. Yeah, that's number number thirty eight. And lastly, there's no business like mo business. What the hell do we do with this? What is this? Where is what is it? I have no idea where to put this. Honestly, I'm going to just be perfectly frank. I would be perfectly happy never watching this again. Uh, I know I would as well. We've had there was a lot of very positive reaction from our from our listeners and the and from the Patreon. I, I'm I just I don't I don't. It's it's interesting because it's so strange, but it's not really enjoyable to me. I would put this. I think I would put it. I think right below Married to the Blob, which is number 44. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, I think it's slightly better than Artificial Intelligence, but not by much. Um, although that does put it below Frankenstein. <laughs> I think Frankenstein is better than this. I enjoyed... I would watch Frankenstein again. Um, to be fair, like until you get to the real bottom of this list, most of these are perfectly watchable. Yeah, so it's that's true and then, like there are jokes and there are laughs i had i had laughs in this segment so it doesn't go to the bare bottom but that i can't get past the weirdness of homer singing about being a super gay guy in the in like yeah that i really just can't get past it, down, it. i just don't know what why it's there like i don't understand the joke is the joke merely like this is what mo thinks gay guys are or he's so he wants to convince Marge that Homer is so gay that he writes the song about Homer being so gay, and I just don't like that. Is you can make that joke without being it a thirty second or minute long song, however long it is. Yeah, I, I, it's so strange to me. Um, that's number forty five. So new number forty five. There's no business like Mo business. New number thirty eight. Don't have a cow mankind. And our clear winner for this. This this uh, episode is number twenty two. Dial M for murder or press pound to return to main menu. But overall, this is quite an enjoyable episode, and certainly the best trials of R in quite some time as a whole. In as a whole, yes, because uh, none of these were weird, or I mean, the last one's kind of weird, but not like off-puttingly weird or racist or something weird. Yeah, there's not anything problematic in them. Which is nice, and they're just—it's just pleasant. It was just fun to watch, which you know I don't—we don't get a lot of anymore. So, kudos, Simpsons, you managed to do it once so far in season twenty-one. Um, that'll about do it uh, for this week. We don't shoot anything out of a cannon. It's just hard. It's already not uh, in cannon uh, technically. So let's. Oh, next episode then. The devil wears nada. Interesting. Is this a nudist episode of some kind? Marge and a group called the Charity Chicks pose for a history-oriented calendar in hopes of raising money for charity, but Marge becomes the talk of the town due to the erotic poses she makes. Interesting. Meanwhile, Carl's, I don't remember this episode. Meanwhile, Carl's chosen as newest supervisor of the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant, hires Homer to be his personal assistant. This was broadcast right after Marge was on the cover of Playboy. Ah, uh, of course. Even though they say it's unrelated. So I don't know. Um... We'll see. Since airing, The Devil Wears Nada has received mixed reviews from television critics. That's great. What shocking. 
This uh, the problem. In, hey, Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna. It's not like our fire is gonna be burning real hot for this episode anyway. But this is a this is a Homer March relationship episode. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, um, uh, I don't think we're gonna. I'm not super optimistic that we're gonna really enjoy this episode, but maybe we will. Probably not. Um, that'll do it for us. Before we go, uh, you can find all this list and everything else on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It links to everything, to all our social media, to our Patreon. Help out the show. Help support the show. And you get a bunch of stuff in return. It's not just like charity, guys. You get podcasts and you get to interact with us and leave reviews. All that stuff is all great. Um, and I appreciate everyone who supports us there. Uh, they're the best people in the entire world. It's very simple. Um, you can find me online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman. And my website is RobbieDorman.com. It has links to all the things I do, but mostly it has links to my books. You should go buy them. I write horror novels. It's very appropriate. I plug them for the Transmar episode. My newest is called The Other. It's an exorcist story. Exorcist meets The Notebook with a, a lifetime of love, of marriage, fighting against an evil from hell. Go read it. I've gotten a lot of good responses so far about it. I would hope that you would give it a shot if you haven't already. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, yes, I spend all of my time taking care of incredibly cute tiny little kittens because they demand all of my time. And you can see these incredible cute uh, little cutie pies on Kitten Turns on Instagram at K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S. They are precious and adorable. And just know that there's a lot of work behind the scenes to make them presentable to you because they're constantly trying to make giant messes and hurt themselves. So that is what I spend all my time doing. Check them out. And if you're in the Central Florida area, perhaps one day you can adopt your own furry little kitten turn. Yeah, Matt does all the work on it, too. I do not do all the work. I don't even do most of the work, but I still do a lot of work. No, I think you do it all, man. I think it's all you. Right? No, 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 no. Not your partner, wife? No. Uh-huh. She does most of the work. She does the hard part. They are very cute and cuddly, though. They're the preciousest little things. In fact, uh, today, our last little guy went to his home. Uh, we have no kittens at the moment until we pick up our next batch. Wow. Rare occasion. It's been a long time since we didn't have any kittens in the Rare house. Rare occasion. I'm just beating my microphone up. All right. That'll do it. Uh, I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And you can watch this as a... Shh.